I think we've all felt the pull to do things perfectly to get what we want out of life, to parent perfectly, to diet perfectly, to do the perfect amount of exercise, and of course, to have the perfect body. And as a recovering perfectionist myself, I have definitely felt this pull many, many times in my own life. But not only does that approach lead to frustration and to us falling on and off the fitness and wellness wagon over and over again, but it can have a really detrimental effect on our confidence, how we feel about ourselves, and can lead to us getting in our own way every time we try and do something good for ourselves. So today is all about giving you the permission to be perfectly imperfect. We're going to talk about what that means, how it might play out in your life, and how it's going to take a whole lot of pressure off you too. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at AlexChickFit. Hello, a huge welcome back to this episode of the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. And as always, I am absolutely delighted to have you here, whether you're a seasoned listener or maybe you're a brand new. Uh, Now, I'm going to be telling you a little bit later on about a brilliant competition I'm running at the moment for all of my wonderful podcast listeners. So keep your ears peeled for that. And I've also opened up another slot for a small female-led business to tell you a little bit about themselves and their amazing products and services. But that's all for a little bit later on. For now, we are going to get into it. We're going to dive into the subject of today's podcast how to be perfectly imperfect. Because I think that for a lot of us, our quest to do things correctly all the time, our quest to be perfect all the time, to not mess up, to not make mistakes, and also actually to believe that we have to do things perfectly to get the results that we want can actually really mess with us and keep us really, really stuck. And I, you know, I personally have definitely identified as a perfectionist over the years. You know, it is something that has kept me stuck on loads and loads of occasions. You know, that that kind of fear of, oh God, what will happen if I do this and I fail? What will happen if I do this and I don't do it perfectly? And, you know, for a lot of us, this idea of failure this idea of not doing the thing right becomes almost paralyzing. And then we end up playing it safe because it's almost like, well, I, at least here in my comfort zone, I'm not going to fail and everything's still going to feel okay, even if it's frustrating that we're not moving forward and we're not doing the things that we want to do. And, you know, I know that I am definitely not alone. <laughs> I know that a lot of us suffer from having that perfectionist streak in ourselves. You might notice it in, you know, in various areas of your life. I, and I, I'd say quite often we're not necessarily all a perfectionist in all areas of our lives. Some of us are. Some of, For some of us, it shows up more in one area than another area. But we, you know, we may have a perfectionist streak at work, for example. 
which sometimes stops us from, you know, kind of taking chances and taking opportunities sometimes because we're we're kind of worried that we're going to fail and we're worried that we're not going to do the thing perfectly. You know, maybe it shows up at home that, you know, we're so worried about, you know, not being a good or perfect parent, for example, that we, we just feel terrible about our parenting skills all the time or whatever it is. And of course, I definitely see this show up with an awful lot of people when it comes to fitness and wellness. You know, it's almost like if you can't do it all, you're going to do nothing. And a lot of people say this to me. I have this conversation with an awful lot of people where they'll come to me and they'll say, well, I'm just an all or nothing person. I'm just going to have to go for it or else there's no point. And so, you know, you get on this kind of this train of, well, I've got to work out four times a week and I'm going to have to give up all carbs and I'm not allowed any more, you know, sugary things. And, you know, and, and we'll pile on a load of um, conditions to do this thing perfectly because it's almost like we, we are, we only think we're going to get the result. We only think we're going to get the correct result if we do it perfectly. So if we're not going to do it perfectly, then there is literally no point in doing it at all. But we all know that when we try to be perfect, particularly in this area, we end up often going in the complete opposite direction. We can only keep it up for so long before it's going to fall apart and we're going to binge at the weekend and we're just going to go in the complete opposite direction with it all. So, you know, we go round and round in circles because perfection with this stuff is actually probably not possible for most of us. And I would even say, actually, that those who are doing it in inverted commas perfectly are not doing it in a particularly healthy way. So let's take orthorexia, for example. I don't know if you've heard of this, but essentially what it is, is it's this kind of eating disorder where people are so focused on eating perfectly and eating all the right things that it starts to really limit their diet. Like they will not eat sugar. They will not eat any processed food. They will not eat any, you know, refined carbohydrates. You know, their, their diet has to be so perfect that it actually takes its toll on those people mentally and can turn into a real problem. So I think that, you know, perfection is a bit of an illusion. You know, this idea that other people are out there doing things perfectly and they've got the perfect exercise regime and they've got the perfect diet and they are doing perfectly at work. It's, it's often just an illusion. And if somebody is doing it perfectly, then they are doing it at the expense of something else. And often they're doing it at the expense of their own mental health, actually. So we've got to be very careful about this because perfection is not all it's cracked up to be. And so, you know, for example, I'm, you know, I definitely am working on myself and working on reducing that part in me. And I've, I've kind of had to, I think one of the, you know, one of the things about running your own business, for example, is that you have to let go of that you have to, or else you're never going to do anything. Like I would never have done my membership if I had tried to be a hundred percent perfect with it. You know, I had to just show up in the best way that I possibly could. And I had to give the best of myself, but I also had to, I had to accept that I was going to look at the membership and I was going to be like, oh, it'd be nice if I could do that. And it'd be really good if I could do that. And it'd be really good if I could do that. And like constantly, I will have ideas for trying to make it more perfect. The fact of the matter is that most of my members in that membership, for example, if it was in my eyes perfect, then for them, it probably would be too much. I would end up trying to pile too much stuff into it. And they'd be like, oh my God, this is overwhelming. This is too much. She's trying to make it too perfect. And it wouldn't work for them. So actually by me just allowing myself to just go out there and, you know, create this thing and create what I think, you know, what my members want, because I do ask them, create what my members want, 
then it means that I've actually put that thing out there. And I think the old me, you know, five, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have even put it out there because I'd, I'd have been worried that it wasn't perfect. I'd have been worried that somebody was going to say, but I don't like it. Um, and so I never would have taken the action and I never would have done the thing. So personally, that's how I've learned to let go of perfectionism because I've recognized that, you know, in business, nothing is perfect. You have to just get it to the best that you possibly can and put it out there, even if you think that you could improve it. You can improve it later. That can come later, right? And also when you are trying to make it perfect, you are, you are potentially trying to overwhelm this thing with too much stuff, much in the same way as if you're trying to, you know, go about your fitness and your nutrition perfectly, you're going to overwhelm yourself with all of this stuff. And then it stops feeling so good, doesn't it? So, you know, I think that perfectionism is something we have to learn to let go of. And like I say, I suspect that for many of you out there, there are areas of your life where you have let go of it, but there are also areas where you have not let go of it. And like I say, for me, a lot of people never quite let go of it with their fitness and wellness. And I think part of that is because when you look at what's going on around you and, you know, the workout programs and the diets and then there's, you know, the, the images that you see on Instagram and stuff, they are made to look perfect. It's made to look as if you have to do the thing perfectly or you're not going to get any result at all. Okay. So it's an area where I think that it still lingers. And actually, I think that it shows up in ways that we don't expect it to as well. And that's what I'm going to talk about in a minute, because you might be going, well, I'm not really a perfectionist when it comes to that. But when I go through this list, you might be like, oh, actually, yeah, I can really identify with that. And I can identify with, you know, how that is maybe showing up in my life and how it means that I may be not making the progress that I might like to in that particular area. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But first, here's a word from one of the fabulous small businesses that I've invited to have a short promotional slot on the show. As I said the other week, you know, these are businesses that I know you are going to love. Um, you know, I've made sure that I have chosen perfectly. Uh, I said the word, I've chosen perfectly. I've made sure that I've chosen what I know that you're going to love. Let's put it that way. So I know that I've chosen businesses that you're going to really enjoy, that you're going to really love. We're going to put their details in the show notes, but let's just hear from them right now. Hello, I'm Naomi, founder of Heka Aromatherapy, a small range of handmade products for your face, mind and body, so you look and feel your best from the inside. I called my range Heka after the ancient Egyptian god of magic and medicine. Back then, everybody used herbs and natural essences for healing, boosting their immune systems and balancing mood. This is what led me to make these face oils, balms, sprays and pulse point oils. Each product is a combination of luxurious base oils and potent essential oils, all jam-packed full of vitamins and antioxidants and chosen by me for their very specific benefits. I only use the very best ingredients and it's all handmade by me. As a mum of two, I know self-care isn't always a top priority, but if you're here listening to Alex's podcast, then you must be on the right track. So if you're looking for something for yourself or maybe a thoughtful Christmas present, head to my website, www.heka, that's H-E-K-A, aromatherapy.com. And I'm really happy to offer you ChickFit listeners a 25% discount on your first order. Use code CHICKFIT25 and that's valid for one month. Now, back to Alex. So, how does this perfection show up for us? So, there's a few different ways that it might show up for you. So, just have a listen to this list and see which ones you can identify with. So, the first one, 
if you don't do the first workout you plan for the week, you sack it off for the rest of the week. So we've all been there, haven't we? You're like, right, I'm going to work out on Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday. Those are going to be my workouts this week. And then Tuesday comes and it's really, really busy. And you have, you know, a new project given to you at work. And then you get a call from the school and one of your kids is sick and you have to go and pick them up and take them home. And uh, you then realise that you've not got anything for dinner that night. So you've got to pop out, go to the supermarket, blah, 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 blah. The day falls apart. Um, (laughs) It doesn't go well. The workout doesn't happen. And then this little thing goes off in your brain saying, well, you might as well just leave it for this week. Then what's the point? You've started badly. There's literally no point in doing. And so you end up just not doing anything at all because you, you've pinned yourself so much on, I must do a workout on Tuesday, that when you don't do the workout on the Tuesday, you just think, well, that's ruined it. Might as well just not do anything this week. I'll start again next week when I can do it perfectly. So that's one way that it can show up. In a very similar way, it can show up in your nutrition. So let's say Thursday morning comes, you've been doing great with your nutrition. Somebody comes into work with some cake. You end up having that cake and then you binge for the rest of the weekend. Like again, that little thing goes on in your brain saying, well, you've ruined it now. What's the point? No point in carrying on and, and you know just carrying on as normal. We might as well just go for it right now. Start again on Monday. So again, perfection shows up there because it's almost like the minute that we've we feel like we failed at it and we've not been perfect at it, we're like, well, there's no point at all. Then I might as well just forget it. So it definitely shows up in that way. Definitely, you might be showing a perfectionist streak in this if you say things like, "Oh, I'm just all or nothing." And oh my gosh, so many people have said this to me over the years, and my response is always. Well, we're going to, you know, make sure that you are no longer an all or nothing person because all or nothing means that you end up being nothing. And that's the truth of the matter. Most people who say to me, I'm all or nothing, end up doing nothing because they'll go for it for a few weeks and then they'll realize that they can't keep it going. They don't want to keep it going. They're fed up. They're bored. They're too busy. That whatever it is. And so they give up and they stop doing it altogether. Kind of like the previous point, you know, you don't do the Tuesday workout, you sack it off for the rest of the week. It's like, well, you you manage it for a few weeks and then a busy week comes or you get a bit fed up. If you're like, I don't want to do it this week, I'm too tired. And then you just go, oh, well, I can't do this. What's the point? I might as well just not bother. So we end up being nothing. And, you know, like I say, so many people say this to me. So many people can say, oh, I'm such an all or nothing person. I'm just going to have to go for it. And I can promise you, every time somebody says that to me, I am absolutely working with them to make sure that they are no longer an all or nothing person because you will just go round and round in circles on that one. I think another way it shows up is when you judge your failures really harshly and ignore the stuff that has gone really well. So I'm going to give you a little example here. So a few weeks ago, one of my members posted into the Chick Fit Members Club group. We have a, like every Friday, we have um, a weekly catch up. So you can just post in there and say, well, look, here's what's gone well. And here's what I probably need to keep working on next week. So it's a bit of a keeps you accountable, basically. So anyway, one of the members had uh, written in here saying something along the lines of, oh, I had a terrible week food-wise this week. My meals were really good, but I ate way too much chocolate. So what she had done is she had basically, she based her terrible nutrition week on the fact that she'd eaten too much chocolate, right? So she was looking directly at the failure or what she perceived to be the failure, the thing that hadn't gone right. and, And that became the story of her week. I ate too much chocolate. That was terrible. Okay. Now I sort of, I I went back to her and I said, well, 
You could say that, or you could say it this way. I actually had a great week food-wise. I made some really great choices with all of my meals and they were really nutritious. I ate a bit more chocolate than I would like, but I'm going to work on that next week. And so it's the same. It's the same thing. The words are very similar, but we've just changed the emphasis of it to go, actually, there's a lot of stuff that's gone really well for you. If all of your main meals were really good and nutritious, then that's fantastic. Yeah, you might have eaten too much chocolate, but you can address that later. Let's focus on the good. So I think that if you do tend to judge your failures very harshly, which most of us do, I definitely do, then that's your perfectionist streak coming out. It's kind of going, well, if you've done one thing wrong out of the entire week, then that means you have failed entirely. And the thing with this stuff is it's not black and white. It's not you either succeed or you fail. It just isn't. There is sort of lots of grey in this, lots of grey areas where you can go, well, actually, some stuff has gone really well. Yes, there's other stuff I could keep working on. I haven't been perfect, but who is? So I think sometimes when you're doing that, and if you do have a tendency to get to the end of the week and look at all the stuff that's gone wrong and ignore the stuff that's gone well, then that is definitely your perfectionist streak coming out. When you plan your workouts or your nutrition, you plan more than you're actually going to be able to do. Or you do things like you cut food groups entirely out of your diet. Again, it's this idea that I must do things perfectly, like rather than sitting down and going, well, what's realistic in my life right now? What can I really do? And what's going to feel good to me? We go, well, what I should be doing is four workouts a week. So that's what I'm going to do. Even though the reality in your life right now might be that that is just not going to be a possibility for you. And, you know, we all do that to ourselves, don't we? We're like, right, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. And then when we actually get to the practical side of doing it, we're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's not going to work. I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, so it's almost like looking at the, the perfect vision of how it should look rather than tuning into the realistic vision of how it could look for you and how it might work for you in your life. Uh, so that's definitely an area where that perfectionism comes out. Another thing is waiting for the perfect time to get started with stuff. So again, I'll often have people saying to me, you know, it comes to exercise. Oh, well, I am going to start exercising, but I'm just going to wait until I've finished this project at work. And I'm going to wait until this, you know, we've moved house and I'm going to wait until my kid has started school. I'm going to, so we're like putting all of these conditions on things and we're waiting for the perfect time. We're waiting for the time to be right. We're waiting for that time when everything is falling into place in the exact way that it should be to allow us to do the other stuff. But the truth of the matter is that you, yeah, you might get that perfect time and it'll last for a couple of weeks, but then something else will crop up and get in your way. And then you're like, oh no, this isn't working anymore. I'm going to stop and I'll start again later. Um, so it's, it's kind of waiting and expecting that there is going to be a perfect time in your life to get started with something that isn't. Your best bet is just to get started imperfectly right now. Because once you get started, you can make progress from that point. If you don't get started, if you always wait for the perfect time, you're just never going to get going. Um, and very closely linked to that is procrastination. So if you keep procrastinating on stuff and you keep putting stuff off and you keep finding excuses, often that's your perfectionist tendency coming out. It's almost like you're waiting for something to happen outside of yourself to allow you to do the thing that you want to do. So you keep, you know, I haven't got enough time right now. Or I'm a bit tired right now. My kids need me right now. I need to be more present at work right now. And so we procrastinate because we keep finding stuff that 
other stuff that that we need to do that's more important than looking after ourselves and you know again that's because we're waiting for this perfect time and we're waiting to be able to do things perfectly and when we've got other stuff going on we're like well I can't do it perfectly so I I won't bother I think as well it shows that perfection shows up in have holding on to a very specific image of how you think your body should look so a lot of us do this in fact pretty much all of us do this we have this vision of this is how I need to look. This is how I should look. This is what people expect me to look like. And they don't, by the way. But, you know, we we can hold on to a very narrow, very specific image of how we should look. And not just in terms of how our body actually looks, but how our life should look as well. And it really, it really hampers us because we can't guarantee that we're going to look a certain way. We can't guarantee that our body is going to look perfect. We could do all the dieting we want in the world and we might still not look like the image of what we want to look like. And so that perfectionism shows up there. And again, that holds us back because we maybe we do the workouts and then we're like, well, I still don't look like I want to look. So what's the point? I'm not going to bother. And then I think the final thing here, I'm sure there are more ways that perfection shows up, but this for me is the stuff that I see people struggling with. I think the final thing for me is that we get so focused on the end result and we believe that that is going to be the thing that makes us happy and definitely when it comes to fitness and wellness that is so true like we believe that if we just do those four workouts a week and lose that stone we're going to be happy and it's going to be the be all and end all and everything else will fall into place because of it because we're going to be in the perfect place and it doesn't happen like that because you know even if we do get there We'll often be like, well, actually, if I could just, I'm not quite where I want to be yet. It's not, it's not the perfect result I wanted. If I could just lose a few more pounds or if I could just work out a little bit more and a little bit harder. And if I could just do this and, you know, we'll always find something else that needs to happen. But I think, you know, this perfection, this idea of perfection is getting so focused on the end result that it becomes the only thing that matters. And we end up believing that it is the, it is the thing that is going to make us happy. And, you know, we know where this, all of this often ends, ends up in going round and round in circles or worse, in not even being willing to get started in the first place because we tell ourselves we're probably going to fail. We're not going to get it right. So what's the point? And that's a really, really frustrating place to be. But of course, I'm here to persuade you, to encourage you to start to dump some of that perfectionism to start to get rid of some of it. Because here's the thing, right? Failure and mistakes are where we learn. Okay. We don't learn anything really, truly valuable in life unless we fail. There's this quote, I don't know who it's by, but there's this quote that's like, you know, in business, there are no failures. There are either successes or learning points. It's something like that. So what it's basically saying is that, you know, what you perceive to be this, this is a failure actually is a learning point is something that helps you to do better next time or to do different next time as well and i think that that's a thing that i find often shows up with people is that they do something they fail at it and they either go i'm not doing that again because i don't want to fail again or they try and do the thing in exactly the same way and they keep failing and failing and failing or not quite getting it right or whatever it is not getting the result that they want and sometimes that failure is there to give us a message, is there to say, well, actually, you need to do things differently next time. You need to work out a different method for doing this thing. So failure and making mistakes are where we learn. If we don't give it a go, we're never going to know. We're never going to know what the outcome might have been 
Also, you don't have to do everything perfectly to get a result. So just because you start a workout regime and you do it once or twice a week rather than the perfect four times a week doesn't mean you're not going to get anything at all out of it. Again, it's this is not a zero-sum game. It's not either I do all of the things and I get a result because if I do half of the things, nothing at all is going to happen. We know that's not true. We know that if you are doing nothing at the moment and you start doing two workouts a week, for sure, you're going to get a result. Is it the exact result you want? Maybe not. But is it a result? Is it you moving forward? Is it progress? Absolutely, yes. So you don't have to do everything perfectly to get a result, for sure. Like I said earlier, perfection is an illusion. (laughs) There is no such thing because your perfect is not somebody else's perfect. And those images that you see out there that you think, oh my God, that person's got it perfectly worked out. Of course they haven't. And even if it appears that way, they've probably made a shit ton of mistakes along the way. You know, they have made mistakes and they have tried and they have altered course and they've done something differently. And, you know, they're not sharing. That final image is not sharing all the stuff that went along the way. They didn't just do it the first time and be perfect. That did not happen. They practiced they made changes, they failed. And even now, that image of perfection is probably still not perfect for that person. That person's still thinking, well, how could I, how could I keep moving forward? How could I change this? How, you know, there's always something. I think perfection also keeps you stuck. Again, we've said this before, you stay stuck because you're not willing to do something imperfectly. And so you don't do anything at all. And you stay paralyzed in it. And it also doesn't allow you to see that there might be different ways of doing things. You know, we we want a particular result. So let's say we want body confidence and we get very stuck in the only way to body confidence is to do this diet and to do it perfectly. But actually there could be 10 different ways that you could gain body confidence that don't have anything to do with diets and certainly do not have anything to do with being perfect. So perfection sometimes stops us from seeing that there are different ways of doing things. Also, we're allowed paradoxes in our lives. And I think this is really, really, really important. So for example, if I was to lie on the sofa for half the day, watching a box set and eating chocolate, does that make me lazy? No, of course it doesn't. It means that I've had a lazy afternoon on the sofa. Absolutely. Does it make me a lazy person? Absolutely not. But we often judge ourselves like that, don't we? We often go, oh my God, I lay down on the sofa for three hours. I am so lazy. But how about changing that language and saying, oh, I had a lazy few hours? It's not me that's lazy. It's just that I had a lazy few hours. I needed that. It was important that I had that. And and actually, I enjoyed it. You know, you don't even need to need it. (laughs) You know, sometimes you can just do things because you feel like it, right? Likewise, if I work out and look after myself, Does that mean that I can't also enjoy a night out with the girls with too many cocktails? Of course not. Those things are not mutually exclusive. Like I can do both of those things. I can work out. I can look after myself. I can honour my body. I can do amazing things for my body. But I can also go out and drink too many cocktails. Of course I can. And it doesn't mean that I, uh, you know, am any less worthy And it doesn't mean that when I talk about looking after myself, I don't know what I'm talking about. 
It just means that there are these different parts of me and that we are not perfect. And actually, it's the imperfect things that often make us interesting. It's the imperfect things that often make our lives more interesting and varied. So allow yourself those paradoxes as well, because I think that we often judge ourselves on the actions that we take rather than going, well, actually, this is just part of me. I'm allowed to be this active person that looks after myself. And I'm also allowed to be the person that lies on the sofa and eats chocolate. And that doesn't mean that I have failed. It doesn't mean that I am bad. It doesn't mean that I'm lazy. It just means that sometimes that's what I like to do. So allow yourself to have those things. And, you know, I think trying to do everything perfectly, it just, it stops us from achieving things at the end of the day, doesn't it? It stops us from moving forward. And I you know I've definitely, definitely experienced that in my life so many times and I'm working on it. I'm still working on it. There are still areas where I go, oh my God, I can't do that because that means failure. And I can't, you know, and that means that I'm not doing the thing perfectly. And it just, it ends up like keeping me really stuck and and, and really frustrated often when that happens as well. So. Can you identify with some of that? Can you see where you are trying to create perfection in your life? And can you see the ways in which doing that is maybe holding you back? And as I said before, this isn't just fitness and wellness. It shows up for a lot of us in that, but we do it in all areas of our lives and we end up beating ourselves up for just not living up to those expectations rather than what we should be doing, which is giving ourselves some grace, remembering that we are only human and that no human being is perfect. Being a human is not a perfect experience and nor should it be actually, because like I said, it's the paradoxes, it's the things that aren't perfect about us that actually make us more interesting, that actually make us more relatable to other people. You know, if I was to come onto this podcast and sit here and go, well, do you know what, gang? I've got my life so perfectly worked out. Everything I do is amazing. I've got the perfect workout regime. I never drink alcohol. I don't eat sugar. I work out five times a week. I go for a walk every day. I meditate every day. Like you'd be switching off right now. You'd be going, oh my God, who is this woman? I cannot relate at all to her. Like the reason you relate to me is because I am not perfect. I'm far from perfect you know, because I experience failure, because I experience what it's like to not always get the things that you want. So being imperfect is what makes us human. Being imperfect is what helps us to relate to other people. So I want you to like really hold on to that. And if you are, you know, if you if you can identify this in some areas of your life and you want to start overcoming this a little bit, there are a few things that you can do. So I think, you know, start embracing all parts of who you are. Like I said above, if you do lie on the sofa eating chocolate for three hours, watching a box set, it doesn't mean you are a lazy person. It means you've had a lazy afternoon. Okay. Embrace that. It's okay. It's okay to do that and to also look after yourself. Those things are not mutually exclusive. Allow yourself to fail. Like, we don't want to fail. Failing feels horrible. We think other people are going to judge us on it. They're not, by the way. They're really not. So just start allowing yourself to fail. Just start asking yourself, what is the worst that can happen? Because often the worst that can happen is not even that bad anyway. <laughs> you know, like if you fail to do your workouts, you know, or if, if you try and do this thing and it doesn't, you know, quite work out with your workouts nobody's going to judge you for that. The only person that's going to judge you for that is you. Okay. So allow yourself to fail with things. Also, when you're doing, when you're sort of setting yourself up for, you know, particularly fitness, wellness, those kind of things, have a think about better versus best. So when we're trying to be perfectionists, we're going for best. So for example, we might say, well, the best thing for me to do is to stop eating sugar. But actually, what would a better thing be? 
from where I am right now, rather than going for the best thing, what would be a better thing? Well, a better thing for me to do right now would be to swap my usual sugary afternoon snack for something different. And we just start there. Okay. Is it perfect? Maybe not. Is it still going to work and help you and make a difference in your life? Absolutely. Yes. Again, when it comes to workouts. So, you know, the best thing you could do would be to do four workouts a week. That would be the best thing. However, what would be a better thing? A better thing for you right now might be, I'm just going to commit to doing one workout a week. That's better than where you are right now. So I think always think about what's a better thing for me to do rather than what is the best thing for me to do. And I think finally, just think about moving towards your goals rather than trying to achieve them overnight. The truth is most of us never get to the end goal because things shift, things change, what we want changes as we go along. And that's okay as well. It's okay to change course as you go. So instead of focusing on the end result all the time, focus on the direction you're going. Allow yourself to, you know, change as you go. Allow your approach to change as and when it needs to along the way. And know that it doesn't have to be a straight line of progress and that it doesn't have to be an all out, you know, striving for perfection. Because like we've said before, that often means we don't do anything at all. So focus on the direction we're moving in rather than the end result, I think as well. So what do you think? Have you identified some areas in there where you are maybe a bit of a perfectionist um, and maybe some ways that you can go about making some changes to that that are going to ultimately help you to get unstuck? Because that's what I want to do with this. I want to help you get unstuck. If you're pinning everything on doing things perfectly, how can you kind of rein that back? How can you go for the better version rather than the best version so that you can start getting unstuck and you can start moving forward and you can start to actually achieve some of the things that you want to? You know, and I think we've all had this in our lives. We've all had perfection in our lives. It's held us back in in ways that, you know, sometimes we don't even recognise. But maybe let this be the time that you stop striving for perfectionism and just go for good enough instead. Like good enough is good enough, right? You know, honestly, for me, once I started to let go of some of this stuff, it did, it made me happier. It made things easier. And ironically, I've ended up achieving way more than I did do before when I was like, I can't do that because it's not perfect. I can't put that in the world because that's not perfect. And I've actually achieved a lot more by allowing myself to be imperfect than I ever did when I was striving to be a perfectionist. And, you know, I've not always done stuff successfully. I still fail plenty, but I'm trying to embrace that and just use that as information to help me next time. You know, I've still done things and I've still achieved things, even though probably like two thirds of what I've done has failed. (laughs) You know, as long as some of it succeeds, then that's fine. That is absolutely fine. So I hope you can embrace all of that. Uh, But before I sign off for today, I just want to remind you about the competition we've got running at the moment. As I've said to you before, I really want to just get this podcast out to the world. I want to share it with more people. And, you know, particularly if you have enjoyed this, if you've listened for a little while and you, you would like to help me with that, you'd like to help me to share it with the world, then you can enter the competition. And the prize is a two session package with me where you're going to get one one time. We're going to spend one session where we are going to plan your goals. We're going to make a plan for how you're going to move forward. We're going to make your perfectly imperfect plan to start achieving some of the things you want to with your fitness and your wellness and making sure that it's going to really, really work for you, really narrow it down to find the plan that is going to help you to start moving forwards. And then the second session, it will be a personal training session. And 
in that we will tackle anything that you need to tackle, whether it's learning to lift weights for the first time, whether it's you've got particular areas of your body that are maybe a bit tight and you need some little bit of help there, or maybe you just need a bit of relaxation, you need a bit of time out and you need somebody to make you just stretch relax and enjoy. We will talk about that in the first session and make sure that you get everything you need in that second session as well. So if you'd like to enter, you can enter in two different ways. Either you can review the podcast. So if you go into the app that you listen to the podcast on, review the podcast, take a screenshot and send that to me at alex at chickfit.co.uk. And that's A-L-I-X at chickfit.co.uk. So just email that to me and that will be an entry into the competition, which I'm going to draw at the end of the month. The second thing that you can do is you can share it through your Instagram stories. So share the podcast through your Instagram stories, encourage your friends to go and have a listen, tell them you're listening to it and you're loving it. Tag me in it. So tag at Alex Chickfit in that as well, so that I can see that you've tagged me. And then that will give you another entry into the competition. So you can do one of those, you can do both of those. If you do both, you get two entries. I'm going to draw it at the end of November. So you've still got a little bit of time. But yeah, get out there, get sharing. But for now, I'm going to love you and leave you. I hope that this has encouraged you to let go a little bit of that perfectionism in your life and to to start making some progress in certain areas. And I hope that you have an amazing, wonderful week. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm going to see you again next time. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.